All right, everybody, this is a really uh, cool episode coming up here and kind of uh, like a, a opportunity of great synchronicity. You probably heard me in the Supporter Zone talk about the Science of Happiness podcast. This is a crossover episode with that podcast. It is an absolutely amazing podcast. I highly suggest you check out not only the episode on sleep that I was lucky enough to be on, but all their episodes, they really are in sync with the spirit of this show and living a life of dignity, respect, compassion, and empathy for yourself and for other people and in a journey of discovering what that is and how do we apply it in our lives so that everyone can flourish. So I'm really excited about this crossover episode, and it kind of happened in a really interesting way. So what you're going to hear here is I'm going to go through some tips that they gave me to do as a nightly practice, uh, like do's and don'ts, uh, sleep hygiene stuff. Then you're going to hear four nights of me audio journaling about it. Then you're going to hear a traditional Sleep With Me episode that was recorded before this partnership came up, but it was just so in sync with this. that I was like, oh, this is perfect. Uh, that all this advice and lead-in can lead into the rest of this uh, episode. It's just a perfect connection. And then you have like one of these trending Tuesday-style episodes where I used uh, records that I had bought uh, sight unseen in a big plastic bag as the randomness of records talking about bedding and the science of bedding or the scientist that lives in my bedding. So, yeah, without further ado, so uh, the team at uh, the Science of Happiness uh, sent me this uh, set of tips that I kind of started practice over a few weeks and that I've been using. Some of it you may be familiar with, some of it you may not be, but this is all from Dr. Etty Ben-Simone and uh, some do's avoid alcohol and caffeine after 2 p.m. That helps unmask your true biological sleep needs. Keep your lights dim in the evening and limit access to LED lights after 9 p.m. Uh, go to sleep as soon as you feel tired, even if you're in the middle of something. And this has a, a like a, also a note, like this is going to help you figure out the earliest window it is physiologically possible for you to fall asleep. And four, do not use an alarm clock to wake up. Uh, and I realize now this is totally possible, and you'll kind of hear it in my audio journal too. Some other tips, uh, do get outside at least 30 minutes a day. Uh, ideally, spend time outside in the morning somewhere where you're looking east. This helps the sensors in your eyes get the sunlight your body needs to keep its circadian rhythm, which helps you sleep. Two, go to bed and wake up at the same time each day. This helps your body keep the circadian rhythm, which helps you sleep. And if you don't get good sleep one night, don't try to make up for the next day by sleeping in late or going to bed early. Keep your schedule. Uh, three, create a relaxing routine for yourself to wind down about 30 minutes before going to bed. Uh, according to sleep researcher Matthew Walker likes going to sleep to landing a plane, not flipping a switch, just like on this show. We talked about that for a long time, having a landing strip. It's a process that takes time. You might try meditating, reading a book, or listening to a relaxing podcast. Uh, you want to limit your caffeine and nicotine intake. Both of those make it harder to sleep, diminish the quality of your sleep. You want to limit your alcohol in intake, which also diminishes sleep quality. Uh, you want to get exercise each day if you can. Uh, this can help your body uh, maintain its circadian rhythm. We could take a hot bath or shower before bed. This actually helps lower your body temperature, which can help you sleep. 
This one I definitely use now. It's keep a worry journal. This can help you settle your thoughts so it's easier to wind down for sleep, but it's important to do it two hours before trying to sleep. Also, you know, talk to your doctor if you're taking medications. Uh, Talk to your GP or your doctor about how those might be affecting your sleep and and rule out any other factors. You know, get a checkup uh, and see how you can adjust your routine. Also, don't watch TV before bed. This stimulates your brain a bit too much. It makes it harder to sleep. Uh, Don't bring technology into a bed, though they say here there is a case to be made for listening to a calming podcast. Not my words. Uh, Three, exercise less than two hours before bed. This makes it so don't don't exercise less than two hours before bed. That makes it harder for your body to wind down. Don't drink liquids two hours before bed so you don't have to get up. uh, and don't lie in bed trying to fall asleep. This can make you anxious and actually have uh, make it diff- more difficult to get sleepy. Instead, do something relaxing somewhere else, and when you feel ready to sleep, go back to bed. And you might have to repeat this multiple times. So that's the advice. You could listen to the show, which is going to be much different than this. Uh, you know, be re- like it was amazing, amazing time I had there being interviewed. And doing this journal, learning more about sleep and just talking about sleep. One of my favorite things to talk about other than me, you know, me and sleep. Those are my two favorite subjects. So, uh, yeah, we'll go into Scoots' audio journal here and then we'll uh, have a bedtime story, an interview with uh, an imaginary sleep scientist who lives in my bedding. And, uh, yeah, that'll be it. Uh, Thanks, everybody. And make sure to check out the Science of Happiness podcast wherever you consume your podcasts. Thanks. All right, this is Drew from Sleep With Me. It is Monday night, and I'm going through, I think the last piece of ca- piece of caffeine I had was, uh, I think the last thing I, with caffeine I had was about 1.50 p.m. Uh, I finished a Diet Dr. Pepper. I'm trying to start my bedtime routine now. Did I say, I think it's like 8.30. I'm hoping to be asleep, sound asleep by 10.30. Wish me luck. My, I, I, I'm going to do a recorded worry list. I'm already worried because I didn't write it out ahead of time. But I know the top of my worry list is that my parents are coming to stay with me this weekend. I have no idea when I'm going to get my apartment clean. I have no, literally no idea because I'm working a lot this week. And so I'm pretty worried about that because, uh, but I also know, okay, I'm just going to try to do it in five minute chunks, maybe 15 minute chunks. How clean do I have to, you know, you know, oh, if my mom and dad are listening, don't worry. I'm not worried about it. I'm not worried about your commenting about the cleanliness of my apartment or the, my organizational skills, but I am. So that's at the top of my worry list. We'll see on Wednesday night uh, what my worries are because I'm taking my daughter to a concert. I have no idea what time I'm going to get to bed. So I'm already worried about that. I'm a little bit worried if I'm going to fall asleep tonight. So I'm glad it's about two hours. What else am I worried about? Oh, like taxes are coming up. So I don't know. Like, uh, I think those are supposed to be done Monday. I got no idea where I'm at with that, but I'm not that not too well. Now I'm not worried about it anymore. And yeah, I think that about covers it for right now. I mean, I have a general, you know, I have about 10,000 other things that could be on my worry list, uh, but those are the top hits right now. We'll see what where we're at tomorrow. Just looking over this list. So I haven't had any caffeine. Don't drink any alcohol. 
Uh, I don't think I've had access to any LED lights. I got it till 9 p.m. Uh, go to sleep as soon as you feel tired. Okay, wait, I'm waiting for that to kick in. I do have to use an alarm tomorrow because I have to get my daughter up, but I'm pretty good at waking up at the same time every day. Tomorrow uh, it would be 6.30 a.m. is when I would get up. And I will start my wind-down routine about 30 minutes before going to bed. I'm sure we'll cover this uh, later, but um, I personally, I like to start my wind-down routine about an hour before bed, but uh, I have a daughter, and I'm tra- I also have to make sure she's getting ready for bed and starting her wind-down routine. So that's it. Uh, I'm looking forward. No TV. I'm not going to watch any TV tonight. I usually don't have time for that. I'm reading a book, uh, Severance by Ling Ma. So I'm looking forward to reading that as a part of my wind-down routine. Uh, I did drink some liquid, but I still got about two hours before going to sleep. So hopefully uh, that won't cause me any wakey-wakey-poos later. So I'm looking forward to going to bed uh, when I feel tired, which ideally brain, if you're listening, or circadian rhythm part of me, will be in two like less I, I hope i get if if i had if i had to have a wish list instead of a worry list it would be that i'm sleepy you know if you're listening circadian rhythm like around like in about 45 minutes can we get tired then and then we'll be sound asleep at 10 30 is it a deal Maybe. Okay, thanks. I'll talk to you tomorrow, everybody. All right, buddy. It's uh, Drew from Sleep With Me podcast again. Hello. Good evening, everyone. It is uh, about 7.30 p.m. And like I haven't had any caffeine after 2 p.m. I think the last thing I had, once again, was one of those. uh, It was a beverage with caffeine around 1 p.m., I'm going to keep my lights dim in the evening. I'm going to do my best. I already did like uh, my online learning, you know, trying to learn Spanish online on my phone. I already did that. So I don't want to use So that way I'm not trying to do that at 9 p.m. tonight. Last. Oh, by the way, update. Uh, Thanks, uh, Limbic Brain or whoever it was. I slept really good last night. Uh, Thanks for asking. And I think it was the wind down. I really did. I'm not being facetious either. Not only that. I woke up before my alarm at 6.10 a.m. I was supposed to get up at 6.30. And I, I guess I don't I didn't double check the rules here. I did say, I did say I'm just going to lay here and close my eyes. I wasn't expecting to fall back asleep, but I did. And I got that, like, sweet extra 20 minutes. Uh, I've been outside today, uh, so I got some sun. I usually, I, I didn't talk about this last night, but I do open my blinds as soon as I wake up. Um I have curtains and blinds to keep my room super dark. Um, I guess that's kind of like a sleep hygiene humble brag there. Sorry about that. Uh, what else? I, gotta, I guess I got to get to, uh, you know, I'm just procrastinating about my worry log. Um, so still worried about getting my apartment clean. I did pick up for 10 minutes today, but like I said, it's it's uh, seven something. I still have to record one more thing for the pod, pod, for the podcast I make to put people to sleep. But I do find, you know, I will find it unwinding. Then I was going to take a warm shower uh, and get my windows open. It's a cool night here, so I have, have that. So worry journal, no more procrastinating. I am worried uh, that I'm going to get my apartment clean for when my parents are here. I'm also worried about tomorrow night. I'm taking my daughter to a concert for her birthday. 
And I'm worried about Thursday morning because I say, oh, boy, is that going to mess up my sleep and her sleep? And then also I just uh, just uh, like before I started recording this, I had pitched maybe people relate to this. I don't know. It's, it's worrying me. I pitched a podcast idea to just a, a, like a small nonprofit group I work with. And it didn't the pitch did not go well. I had to pitch from Zoom into a room full of people. And I was I got really nervous. So I should have probably done a worry before before that I was worrying before. And a large group of even though you're listening to a podcast, I think the majority of the people in the room, they didn't like I said, like then I tried to ref I didn't know what a podcast was. Then I tried to reframe it as audio that you could listen to online. And I even use the words a central repository of information. And it was like crickets on the other end. So that didn't go. So I, I guess that's worrying. But here's the thing. I could balance it back out right now because uh, I tried. I gave it a shot. Uh, so I'm worried, but I don't need to. Oh, like, uh, it's just how I'm feeling. Any other worries? Thanks for asking. Um, uh, there's probably other ones down there somewhere in the uh, primordial ooze within me. But uh, those are my those are my top three for now. And, uh, yeah, so I'm going to try to, uh, get this recording done and then I'm going to start my wind down routine and, uh, get ready for rest. Thanks. Okay. It's true from sleep with me. It's like 11, uh, uh, 41, which is two hours after I would normally be uh, doing my, starting my wind down routine. And so, yeah, uh, and my worry list, uh, still worried about getting my apartment clean. Also worried because, uh, like, driving to school schedule, it may have changed. That was when I was going to clean. Uh, I have a Zoom that I have to lead tomorrow or help out uh, behind the scenes, like the leader who help out behind the scenes. And last week I did it, and it was a total, uh, it didn't go well. Uh, I could not figure out how to unmute myself, post something in the chat and display flyers that were JPEGs and PDFs at the same time and basically shut down. Uh, and uh, I think it was, it was like a 400 person zoom. So I have that tomorrow. Uh, I think I figured out all those wrinkles. So those are my worries. Really had fun to my daughter, my daughter's birthday, went to a concert and it was fun watching her and rocking out to the concert. I don't know if that's what they say anymore, but uh, uh, what did they say? Slaps. The concert really slapped. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it did. It was fun. And so yeah, I'm going to try to wind out and then I'm hoping I can wind down. Uh, but, you know, I've been so busy, like, uh, like yeah, at the concert. I uh, also had two sugar cookies on the drive home. I don't know, I didn't see that on the list. Well, last night I slept very well, thank you. And, like, my the wind-down routine went well. I woke up again about uh, 6, uh, 10, dozed back off until 6.30 when my alarm did wake me up. Opened my window, got some air, got some sun. Uh, had some intense dreams. I normally keep a journal by my bed, but I couldn't find it. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you tomorrow night. Uh, thanks, everybody. Okay, this is uh, Drew from Sleep With Me. 
it's uh, later than I had planned. It's 945, uh, and it's a little later than my normal. Wor- wor- I'm late on the worries. Uh, <laughs> let's see, what am I worried about? My did make some progress in doing some cleaning. I would say it's realistic that I will get it done uh, by uh, Saturday morning or during Saturday morning between tomorrow and yeah so that's so the, the, that's less of a worry I do I am coming to be to be to do the interview for this what I'm practicing talking about right now which brings up a fresh set of worries uh, what, what time should I leave for the interview because I'm going there from uh, where I live uh, which is uh, so I say should I leave at 30 minutes early for what's parking going to be like will it be fine my brain says no. Uh, how will the then then after I figure that out, then I'll start worrying about the interview itself. Will I be you know? Can I be present? Will I be nervous? Will I be? Will hopefully, I'll be a service to the wonderful audience. Uh, but uh, uh, other yeah, I got family stuff this weekend, uh, but I'm not too worried about it. Uh, try to keep my worries. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. So that's my worry list. Uh, again, uh, normally, almost every night I'm worried if I'm going to fall asleep, uh, to be honest. Um, I think that's probably relatable. I finished uh, Severance, uh, which a book I was reading by Ling Ma last night. It was excellent. It was actually better. The book was better than excellent, to be honest. Uh, uh, and... That was satisfactory. Oh, so last night. Oh, update on last night, of course. Uh, so. I did not get a full night's sleep, but I, you know, I went to bed later than normal because I, I did do a, a, a somewhat of a wind down routine. So I meditated with my daughter for three, like we did a three minute meditation, and then I um, read my book and I realized uh, I didn't, I, I couldn't. I said, "Am I gonna? Is this? Am I gonna finish this? Is this chapter gonna be the end of the novel, or is it gonna be the end of the uh, the uh, like just the end of the chapter?" And I said, let's go for it. And then I, I kind of felt like I said, okay, this feeling like it's coming to a conclusion here. And it was, it was so wonderful. So I'm going to have to start a new book tonight. Wish me luck. Uh, but that's about it for now. Or I guess that's it. I mean, I'm going to carry this on. I have tried to limit my LED, like exposure. I will try not to use my phone now because it's 9.45. It'd be great if I was asleep by 10.30 or 11. Will you hear that? But hear, You hear that, uh, circadian brain, limbic brain? How about that? Uh, could we be asleep in the next 45 minutes? Well, let's, you know, let's be, you're right. Can adult be a realistic? Could we, let's see where we're at. How about that? We'll all get together in 45 minutes and we'll see. And uh, we'll just do our best. Uh, but I'm, I've really enjoyed these new practices. And I don't know if anybody's from Sleep With Me, the, the listeners of Sleep With Me show are listening to this audio too, because maybe I'll do an unedited version or my, you know, because I, I have room for these rambles on Sleep With Me where a normal podcast probably got to trim it down. But yeah, I've enjoyed the practices. I'm looking forward to sharing them with my listeners, and I appreciate uh, the effort, and I'm looking forward to the conversation tomorrow. Uh, thanks, and good night, everybody. All right, hey, everybody. This is Scoots. I, like, uh, 
apparently uh, I recorded an intro where I discovered that there may or may not be a scientist uh, living in some sort of submersible under my bed or in my bed, within my bedding. And it turns out, believe it or not, if that's true, it's not exactly easy for me to get an interview for that person. Like, as I said, uh, well, I'll just interview him and we'll do an episode of Sleep With Me about it. No, nope, not so simple, apparently. Uh, so they said, you know, send me a, you know, send me some requests. So, of course, I procrastinated on that and uh, thought about it. Uh, and I said, well, what should I call you to start out Uh and they said, uh, Laurie. And I said, Laurie? And they said, no, Laurie. And I said, Laurie, the scientist that lives in my bed, ain't bed bedding. And uh, that then again, that created another, then I had to apologize. I said, sorry, I guess I misspoke. Uh, maybe we should do this like an interview because that was my idea. But then I was going to ask you about the interview and then I misspoke. I should have said, Laurie. Uh, I, mean, I would like to interview you to find out, do, where, do you live in my bedding? Apparently you don't, but like, uh, and uh, you said, okay, well, just why don't you just, uh, you know, put my questions out there. And uh, so I said, okay, well, I was under the impression, I know that doesn't, that's not the best way to start a question. I haven't interview, interviewed anybody on the show that's not a regular that I remember, a couple of caveats. How do you feel, Laura, Laurie, uh, could I call you L? Oh, okay. Well, yes, I think, yes, you may. Oh, wow. Okay. We get, we're here with L. Uh, and L is a, is a guest, is a mysterious, is a guest with some mystery. And we're here to clear up some of those mysteries. Uh, so I'm here with L. That's me and Scoots. And this is our first interview. Uh, did I, did I say, did I ask you how you felt about caveats? Scooter, you did not. And, uh, thank you for having me on and for your multiple apologies. You know, you can't apologize too much. So it's just better if you specifically apologize for things. And yes, my name, you could call me, you may call me L. How do I feel about caveats? It depends on how they're used. Uh, so go ahead. Okay, I guess I forgot what I was going to make a caveat about, so I have no idea uh, what I was going to, after you answer my question, you deflate in a good way, I believe. You either, you enabled me to move on from my caveat. Oh, I was going to say, actually, I know what I was going to say. It was kind of like apology to the listeners and to the parts of my brain that get exasperated with me a lot, L, is that, uh, I don't like. I, I have a very fond memory of an interview with a, a username generator named Jenny, and like your L with just an L though, right, Scooter? Because you, 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 uh, m- my name that L or Lowry was. You got that from a a uh, thirty three record that was released two four sixty three, record number thirty one fifty eight from Elden Music. Kenny Chandler, Glenn Stewart, Heart uh, by Well and Man. You're right, Al. That is where I got your name is derived from that record that is in my hand. It's this is a, so. This is a way I used to randomize stuff on the podcast, and so you, you, wow. So this is becoming an interactive thing. 
It's been interactive all along, Scooter. Okay, well, my caveat was I don't remember anybody I've interviewed that's not been on the show and become a regular other than Jenny, the new username generator that I remember. But I don't remember a lot. I don't remember a lot well. But I'm glad uh, I'm glad you were here to wait for me, which is, uh, but you can also point out that, uh, yeah, usually sometimes I randomize a podcast by Power of Carol King. Sometimes lately it's by, by been children, pictures and ch- like uh, uh, books that come along with read along records. And now it is, or magic tricks. We didn't use that. We just actually use that for factual recaps. But yeah, these records, I uh, bought a random lot of uh, 45s, I guess these are, L, not 33s, it turns out. Neither one of us know any much, very much about records. But I wanted you to talk about, like, and I know it's a lot of, uh, like, uh, you don't have to kind of talk about your purpose. Or as a, let's just talk in a general way about what it's like to be a scientist. Uh, uh, I would presume you're an imaginary scientist, but the science isn't imaginary. Just your like, uh, I don't want, oh, sorry, I almost said your existence is imaginary, but we're here talking, so it's not. Right, Scooter? In some sense, I'm dependent on you. Wow. So I wonder if it could, could you think, here's the thing. I would love to depend on you. Actually, I'm looking for like, <laughs> I'm really struggling now uh, in in a general way. Like, so I could always use somebody to depend on. Well, Scooter, let's talk about it. But what was your question? Well, I'm just wondering in a general way, what observations do you make about betting? And like... I guess because of my limited knowledge of science and the scientific method, we should probably avoid as much scientific talk as we can. Well, Scooter, it reminds me of the song by Edie Hodges or Eddie Hodges, uh, Ain't Gonna Wash for a Week. Uh, and uh, I don't know what year that was. I do know it came out on Cadence Records, uh, East West. Uh, it was a uh, record number 1397. Peter Udell, Gary Gold, uh, orchestra conducted by Archie Blyer. And I don't know what the, how the tune goes, but I know that it's a pretty common observation I've made that most betting's not washed weekly, and that I'm not here to judge or actually take any scientific observations about it. Uh, but just to point out the fact that... Uh, that the the that 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 just happens to be something I observe. Uh, wow, so that's good because it's good to talk about betting because I don't. I mean, I know a thing or two about betting, um, and uh, I feel like like uh, I don't know if this is well. This is interesting. The next record that came up, but yeah, let's talk about it because I I think here's my observations about my own betting. And the wash cycles and the ability to change it out. Uh, go ahead, Scooter, lay it on me. This is, this is, I feel like we're breaking into new worlds of uh, bedtime storytelling here. Yeah, I mean, I was really hoping, I mean, I guess because it's my bed, I was just hoping to be, I was picturing you in a submarine, a submersible. Do you have a submersible? Of course I do, Scooter. And do you have like one of those rove bots? Uh, of course, of course I do. Do you have a um, 
some sort of giant suit like like a of course scooter because if you're to- when you're tossing and turning it's soft on the outside also I'm undetect you know but you don't detect me but yeah we do have uh, those are all things we use in in our research yeah I mean I wish I had more going on in my bed to, for you to observe uh, but I'm sure if you're observing my dreams then you probably have, you know, you're, I don't know if you, do you use notebooks or shorthand or typing or recordings? Do you use equipment? Yes, we do all those things. Okay. So, oh, my, oh, I was not making a question. I was making a statement and then it led me to questions. This is really, are you enjoying yourself so far, Al? Scooter, I am, and I'm just trying to participate without letting you down or falling in. I think together we could probably, you already had a lot of jokes at your own expense. So I think, you, like, it's okay. We could just move on from those, too. And get, please give me your insights into bedding. And you were talking about changing or washing your bedding. Yeah, so I have a couple, like, uh, I have, like, an ideal, which would be, I think, every, on the 15th and the 30th, or in February, whatever, I don't know, 14th and the 28th, uh, those would be in an ideal world when you would change out your bedding uh, if you were just doing it on a regular rotation. I don't stick to that for a few reasons, I'll tell you, Al. But if I, in a perfect world, if there was extenuating circumstances like I was sneezing or like, you know, got like sweaty or whatever, maybe I would change that schedule. And I don't follow that schedule. Okay, Scooter, tell me why. And uh, give me some actual insight, too, into why, behind the whys. Why, it's human nature, I'll tell you. That's a, that is just a song reference, Al. Well, there's good, those are good questions uh, for me. And uh, so, yeah, in a perfect world, I change my bedding every two weeks uh, or, or more or less. And that's where you fall into, if you just pick the 15th and 30th, that's not going to be every two weeks. It's actually every 15 days, meaning the days will change. And I don't know if a work school night is the best time to change your bedding, unless you're super relaxed or something. And you uh, are, are in such a place where you're so transcendent that you... um. Like you're in a bit, like, I don't know, maybe you're somebody that's, you know, really well adjusted or really in a good place or you have a lot of spare time. Then you could change your bedding whenever you want. I would say do it before the sun sets uh, or two hours before you want to go to sleep. In my expert opinion, two hours before you go to want to go to sleep is a great time, maybe an hour and a half, depending on your bedtime routine. Uh, particularly depending on if you live in a place with only one bathroom and you share it with with uh, your daughter, great time to change your bedding if it's going to be on a school work night is when they're using the restroom and you've either already prepared for bed or you're mostly ready for bed and you're calm. And then you say, okay, go ahead, you use the restroom, then I'll come and use it after, or I'm already done, you get ready for bed. And I'm not going to worry about, like, schedule, you know, you go do your, you know, you get ready, but I'm going to change, you know, then you go and change your bedding. Okay, can you tell me why you feel like this two-week schedule is uh, ideal? Well, actually, it's, it's interesting. Thanks, Al. Um, is, uh, are you actually you doing research with me and on me while we talk? 
this is just two people talking betting scooter it's uh but yeah you know for but when you talk of course you're gathering information okay well um well if you so if you have any advice or anything feel free but there there is some there, there is some uh things i got to get into but i feel like the main changing your betting is that it's a uh it's a physical and a like a mind body uh and um self esteem based like like reason to change it every 2 weeks maybe if not every 30 days is what i would do next because i feel like when i change the betting one i feel good about myself though i don't change my duvets maybe every 60 days or something i don't even know i don't change those on a schedule and that brings up a whole nother, a lot of other issues you're probably aware of. Uh, so, wow, we're really getting into my bedding deep here. Scooter, that's, you know, that's why I have the submersibles. You just didn't realize this would be me talking about my bedding. But this is actual, I mean, this is applicable to the sleep podcast. I just uh, never thought this is where I would. Have we done a show like this? Do you know, Al? Scooter, I've actually not been uh, tuning into the podcast. I've been doing my job. Okay. So, okay. So, oh, so it feels good to change your bedding. You say, oh boy, got that done. Then physically, I feel like it feels really good. One, to get into a bed with clean, fresh sheets and a freshly made bed, particularly with my bedding situation, which we'll go to later. And and I just feel like there's something about it, uh, like, uh, so you have the self-esteem boost, then you have, a, like, depending on what kind of sheets and stuff you like, the smoothness or the crispness or the freshness or the deep, uh, whatever you want to call it, like clumping or whatever goes on in my bed, like, it's it's taut, like, uh, just like they say in Ron Kakama at a school, but not meaning the same thing. They mean taught, I taught you how to do something. This is taut like uh, the sheets are all, this fitted sheets pulled tight. Okay, so if I'm hearing you correctly, you really like uh, that you feel good about getting something accomplished, uh, and then you feel good about getting something accomplished that's going to make you feel good. Did you say there's another thing? Yeah, I feel like I just sleep good because like of those two things, I say, oh boy, uh, I can really feel good tonight. I changed out my bedding. Yeah, it's the the you're like uh, thanks for uh, rephrasing that for me or reiterating that the the other th- so there's one other issue though. So I do take baths, not like uh, for, for that's like a, like kind of like a occasional hobby for me. I've reduced my baths uh, uh, because of you know I live in California, but normally. Like the, I think the ideal time to change your sheets uh, is Sunday. That's just for me because that has always been historically, though now it's probably Monday or Tuesday. Is Sunday has always been the night where the deep dark night seems the deepest to me in the past. Yeah, I could get that. Uh, I can get that scooter. But tell me more about your baths and how they relate to your bedding. So, so okay. So normally. I take a long run on Sunday, right? Uh, and the like, or jog, or whatever you want to call it. Uh, and then I shower, you know, after to cleanse myself. Uh, but that's during the day or the morning. And then what happens is, uh, you know, I go about my day. And then that night, in order to kind of help my body recover, and as a hobby, as we're talking about, 
you know, I'll fill it all up. I'll get some, I, I definitely buy bubble bath and then Epsom salts. Uh, and I feel like that, whatever the process is, that helps me unwind. And I used to use more some sort of like, uh, like oil in there so my skin wouldn't dry out. Or, But I'm not as consistent about that, right? But I think that uh, even with a bubble bath, I think between the Epsom salts and the fact that I've, you know, I don't shower first, which may not be something everybody takes delight in. And I just feel like the use of water, even though it's probably just me or that it's just too much work. Like, and I usually I'll have a treat in there. I'll have some, some sparkling waters or some soda and, you know, I'll really make a thing of it. Usually I'll watch a basketball game, do some Duolingo, uh, you know, and for, like uh, safely, you know, in a way that I can do that in the tub safely, kids. And I really find it, it's not so much, it's a ritual, but it's also related to not just uh, relaxing, but like recovery because I just ran during the day really far. My legs are usually pretty tired. I mean, really far from me because I know there's like marathon, ultra marathoners and stuff like that. Uh, and, but the, so the caveat is I usually do that on Sundays and because I haven't, I mean, I'm somewhat clean, right? I took a shower at like whatever, 10 a.m. Now it's 7, 5, 6, 7 p.m. Though with the, my schedule being a bit different over the last year, it could be at any time on Sunday between 2 and 10 p.m. And now, latest I would take a bath. I wouldn't get in the bath after 8, to be honest. Okay, Scooter, tell me more. So there's a, there's a I wouldn't say like a, I would say that there's, um, then the, that if I'm not, if I don't take a shower after either, I know you're aware of all this, L, because you've been observing me by scientific method. So I wouldn't say there's a funk because there's not, uh, but I would say that I'm not ultra clean. And so like, it's probably not the best time. Like if I'm going to get into a clean bed, I really want to be, I don't have to be straight out of the bathroom shower, but usually, you know, personally I shower in the evening or the afternoon after I work out. So it's like, uh, not, not to, 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 I'm not saying any of this to impress you, Al, but then I'm wondering, um, if you, okay, now you're giggling. Like, so I'll assume that's a positive giggling, but so, so like, it's not like I stink, uh, though my body order will be, you know, stronger the next day because I haven't, sh- you know, until I take another shower, this is getting way too personal, but I guess it's just factual. So I don't want to change my sheets that day. Because then it just feels like a waste of clean sheets. Because I'm slightly, I'm I'm slightly soiled. I guess I would say, right? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That was a really uh, meandering way of telling it, but it was somewhat to the point for you. Yeah. So then, um, like, I prefer to change them. I guess, as I said, on a thing. Now, I'd like to do it um, on a somewhat regular basis, but not. Uh, yeah, I don't stick to it. I think I just changed mine. I think we're around the seven-day mark for my current bedding, maybe even less. And uh, I'm going to knock on your door a little bit more if you catch my drift, L. Is this a Cadence Records, Eddie Hodges type of knocking on my door? It is, because I'm real, like Jim Valley. Oh, Jim Valley, Burdette Music, Jordan, uh... 
uh, Jerry Denon, Valley Gallucci, uh, 814. Yeah, I'm real like that. Uh, I'm, re- I'm real, uh, I'll be real stinky the next day. I really won't be that. Uh, but, you know, we're just talking about being human beings, right, uh, L? Yes, Scooter, I'm talking about observing human beings because I'm a tiny scientist uh, that does imaginary scientists, uh, science stuff uh, from a deep-sea submersible within your bedding, right? So you probably know some other stuff about my bedding. You know some of my... Some of the other uh, challenges I face. Uh, so should we talk about those? Uh, Scooter, I could tell you that there is love in my heart, like uh, James or Jim Valley, uh, to find out more about this. Cool, cool, cool. So, uh, so yeah, right now when we're recording this and talking, it's March. And I'm lucky enough to live in the Bay Area, which is like right now I'd say it's like very prime sleeping weather. Uh, maybe a little bit cold for some people, but so for my system, and I've been using this system for quite a while now, but I like because I think I made it through all four seasons, maybe once, maybe twice with this system, maybe only once and a half. Scooter, why don't you describe to me your system and then we'll talk about the, um, the inherent challenges in it for you. Okay, that's great. That's great. Thanks. Uh, thanks, L. Uh, so, okay. So my system. I'm. I'm. A, so I have my. You want me to go through it all? Why don't you, Scooter? Okay. So I have my bed. Then I have my fitted sheet. And then I have um, four pillows. Two pillows that I use, uh, like uh, like two two sets, two pairs of pillows. We'll say, right? You're nodding your head, L. Yeah, you're doing good. This is all stuff you've observed, right? And your speed. Yeah, uh, this is all things I've observed, Scooter. And so, uh, so I have two pillows that are kind of flat that like I would put my head on one and maybe hold one in my arms like a stuffed animal or, uh, um, you know, something I'm clutching at or sometimes I'll lay on it and, uh, and sometimes I'll put, sometimes I don't want my head on the pillow. So then I'll have the, you know, like, uh, I don't know what's happening when I'm, you know, in the, in the other realms, uh, drifting away. Then the other two pillows, like I'll madly grab at them. Sometimes I put one over my head. Sometimes I'll hold on to one of those, but then I'll realize that it's too thick. So those are, those other two pillows are, um, I would say, they probably have a challenging life as far as pillows, but then they have longer lifespan because they're a little bit puffier and firmer and they're good for helping me sit up when I read. Um, and then they're good at putting, if I need two pillows on top of my head for some reason, and it's not based on light because, you know, my room is very, very dark. Well, this is something else we could talk about in the future, Scooter. Yeah, thanks. Um but so, yeah, I have my two pillows, my sleep pillows, and then my other pillows. None of them are fancy. And their relationship with pillow cover or whatever those called, pillowcases they're called, uh, tends to be mixed, right? Like that the pillowcases are on or the pillowcases are off. And so, uh, like, uh, I guess, what, what was my saying? You got distracted there. Yeah, so I, was, I guess I was thinking about... I don't know, my, like my pillow, I could just picture the pillowcase is half on or half off. 
Okay, so when you make your bed, let's let's do it that way and talk about. It. So you'd have your pillows, uh, and then you would have your fitted sheet, or you'd have your fitted sheet, and then you put your pillows and your pillowcases on, right? Right, and if if they're matching, I'd match the the, the pillow style to the pillowcases because I have one set of bedding. I have all four pillowcases the same. And then another set of bedding, my regular bedding, but I have that's in my regular rotation. Then the other set is like two pillowcases that match the sheets and then two solid colors that also match the sheets. So you would set those up in pairs, contrasting pairs. Yeah, I'm not consistent about that. And then I find when I get in bed, I'm looking for my pillows. Like last night, I was like... uh I had three pillows, but I couldn't find the fourth one, which I needed, which was like my squish, you know, my, my like a pillow I was going to clutch. Your comfort fil- comfort pillow? I wouldn't call it a comfort. I'd say it's a pillow that b- brings me comfort, but I wouldn't refer to it because it could it has many other uses beyond being a comfort pillow. Okay, that's very good to know. So, um, so yeah, like I would have those... Um, Okay, so yeah, I would stack the pillows, but I don't know. I'm never consistent. Like, I don't have a method, whether it's like my, uh, I guess I would put the fuller pillow. Sometimes I put it on top. Sometimes I put the softer pillow on the bottom, the flatter pillow. And sometimes I do it the other way. And sometimes I don't even pay attention. But you would ideally put those together. So it'd be like uh, opposite pillows together in pairs. Yeah, I guess like a couple, I'd couple off the pillows based on opposites attract, though I'm not conscious of that. Okay. So then you have your pillows, you have your fitted sheet. What's next? So then I do have a top sheet and, uh, there's multiple reasons for that. Uh, but I, none of them, I don't think are very good against an argument. I'm not here to argue top sheet or not or that my way is better, it's just that, uh, that I don't know, that um, I, I like having a top sheet. It's just something, I don't know. And uh, when I'm, I mean, I guess my room ideally would never be so hot that I would have to go down to my top sheet. But if I did, you know, I'd still want a top sheet. It still needs some sort of coverage most of the time, just for comfort and reassurance, I guess. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So you have your top sheets, and then what would come next? Okay, now this is going to sound a bit over the top, but I'm talking, and it will talk, let's just talk temperatures, because I have been doing some temperature observations over the winter. My room will normally, like, so I, tr- I won't have the heater on, uh, because, well, I'll explain even more. But so my room will be somewhere... And again, we could change this. Like, uh, you know, if you need, if your science-based team, you know, needs a warmer room, I can figure it out. I'm willing to adjust. I appreciate that, Scooter, but I'm here to observe you uh, and not, uh, but I, I, I like that you're, op- I think you're speaking beyond me, but yeah, that you're open to change. I mean, some kind of change, a compromise. But, no, but so for me, like I keep that, that room can get down as low as 60 degrees or below uh, in the winter. Um, though the, the Bay Area, like the winter, the winter air is cold. So I do tend to, the, the, a 58 to 62 
in a spring or autumn air. And I'm not a, you know, I'm not a weather scientist. I'm not a meteorologist. I'm no Wayne Mahar. You know, I'm I'm not one of wh- whoever I watch now. I apologize, uh, but I'm blanking out. But so, yeah, I'm not a weather scientist. But uh, I will say that the, the the air, the 58 to 62 degree air or 64 degree air between late November and late February does tend to have a sharpness to it that I would will not have my window open all the way. And it may even close my window because I guess it has such a sharpness that it could keep the room at a 60 to 62 degree or 64 degree thing. And the only reason I point that out is because I noticed over the past couple weeks where it's like uh, the air is a little bit less, it's March now, that the air is a little bit less crisp. But even though the temperatures are like a lot of times I'm getting up and I'm checking the thermostat and we're below 60 in the, in, the, in my place. And I say, holy cow, like, uh, and I'm still, war- like, I mean, I'm hot-blooded, check it and see, but um, that it doesn't have quite as, it, it, it feels different. It doesn't feel as cold. Okay, so let's, let's focus on this because we got off. So your ideal room temperature is based on feel, but what else can you tell me about the room temperature? Because maybe this will help people. In in this is uh, this is kind of bed, bed bed bedroom hygiene, sleep hygiene a little bit. Well, okay, I do want to point out that this is a um, process, right? It's not a um, a goal. Your process is to find a temperature that you feel comfortable sleeping in, and I mean that's what's tough about being at home and then going somewhere. So I, I don't want to get into anything on the road because that's different. Um, it's a different ball game, right? But what I like to do is just have the heater off. Oh, and I can talk about my family preferences. Uh, but um, and I have my window open, and then I could like now. Uh, then we'll get into other sleep hygiene, I guess, outside of my bedding. If you're interested in that, as far as the layers between the win- open window and the screen or whatever, but. Uh, like I, lately I've had my window open almost all the way and I don't get cold, but, uh, if I did get cold, like I, I, and sometimes I've even gotten warm or a little bit, you know, I say I'm a little warm here, hot under the collar. Okay. Okay. So, um, that's very interesting. Uh, so you like a room, can you give me a degree? It, it just, and again, we're just talking about an idealized number. I mean, I would say in the Bay Area, if you were to pin me down, I'd say 62 degrees, uh, which is probably, it's definitely not everybody's. Uh, and again, so my daughter lives with me half time, right? And I have something that heats her bed individually, which also is more efficient for the home because it's like a bed heater or whatever. It's, a, it's not an electric blanket. It blows warm air throughout her bed. Uh, through through a sheet, uh, and that you could really get at a temperature that she's comfortable at, uh, and you know, like, uh, and so she never has to be cold, and she also likes a lot of blankets, uh, but so, and that actually in the winter will even keep her room warm, um, so it's a much different temperature than my room. 
So your daughter likes to sleep very warm, you're saying. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a pretty common thing. Like uh, some people like to sleep warm, some people like to sleep cold, some people like to sleep in between. Okay, so tell me more about how do you, even though the room is cold, you're not cold, and you said you, you, know, you tend to be warm-blooded and you get hot. Uh, but tell me more about what bedding you use, because obviously there's something keeping you warm. Because when you go to go to bed, I'm under the impression that sometimes you're cold when you get in bed. Oh boy, am I ice cold uh, sometimes? You're right. Uh, what I'll do, it depends on what I'm wearing too, because I tend to be a person with like I'm not a I'm not a person that walks around the house without any clothes. Uh, I just want. I mean, you you you've observed me, so it's not news to you. And regular listeners of the podcast, know, you know, I, I, you like to wear, uh, in the summer, shorts. And if I'm working from home, that would be my, not not boxers, but a pair of shorts. So that then when I have to take the dog out, I only have to put on a shirt. But my base comfort state, if it's warm enough, is just shirtless uh, in shorts. And when that's not accomplishable, I'll add layers. Uh, or if I got to go on a Zoom, you know, obviously I'm going to wear a shirt. If it's a Zoom for something, I'm going to wear a nicer shirt. And in the winter, I might wear, you know, sleep pants or, you know, if I'm going somewhere, jeans or pants. Uh, but at bedtime, yeah, when I'm in shorts or, or if I, sometimes I'll have to have a shirt on because my room's so cold. And then I'll meditate with my dog if she's there. And my daughter's not there. Otherwise, I'll meditate with my daughter. But yeah, I'll lay with my. Do if I talked about this on the podcast before? Do you know, L? Scooter, I don't know, but I'm. I know what happens. So I don't know if your audience is quite. Well, I'll put. I'll lay my head. Yeah, maybe the audience doesn't know about this. So I'll meditate every night. I guess we're getting in. This is like. Uh, this is. I guess this is what scientists do. They observe bedtime hygiene. So I'll lie. If it's just Coe and I, like first, yeah, we could guess we go through that process. I invite Coe. Coe wants to go to bed normally before I do. So she'll start t- letting me know by nonverbal communication that she's ready to go to bed, which includes like going down the stairs, coming back up, or hovering around the stairs, and, uh, or, you know, mistaking cues. But so when it is time for us to go to bed, We'll go down there, and the normal, you know, the routine can change, but normally she'll, like, do, a, like, a little bit of milling around. And then I'll say, why don't you lie down? And then she'll do another lap in the room, and then she'll lie down, and then I'll put some blankets on her because, again, the room is going to be cold. And she also just likes, not only is it warmth, because sometimes she takes the blankets off, uh, but she has her own little nest there, and she I, I know she finds it comforting because she'll look at me and say, blanket me up, yo. So you drape your dog in blankets, uh, in the wintertime blankets, in the spring or summer. Yeah, it might be blanket. depends on the temperature. Uh, but, yeah, right now it's still blanket season, you know, when you're getting below 64, I would say. Okay, and then what happens? So then right now, currently what I do is, so she has her bed and I'll put my head on her bed. She doesn't, she doesn't, um, she's a bit like me. She's a, she's an independent dog. She likes being petted and she likes having you close. 
and she likes curling up next to my dog. Like, so she doesn't sleep in her, my bed. Obviously she sleeps in her bed. She likes being in the same room as me. She doesn't want to sleep in another room, but like, so I'll meditate. So we'll spend some time together. I'll, me- I'll put my head on her bed. Sometimes she'll want to be close to me. Other times she'll just say, okay, I want you in my presence and I'll meditate. And I usually, yes, I do it lying. Well, so my head will be, I'll be on my back. My head will be on her bed or on her, um, hip or side. If she's like, uh, Hey, let's have like some dog to human contact. Again, I'm wondering, I'm really, uh, uh, I guess I'm putting it all out there, but so then I'll have my feet on my bed. Like, so I'm on my back. So it's almost like I'm sitting in a chair, but I'm not because my feet are on the, like, uh, my legs are up on the bed. My knees are bent. Um, I don't know why I do that. I just heard like, Oh, having your feet up is good for you or something. And then I'll lie there and I'll meditate. Sometimes I'll pet Koa, but other times she just wants to like, uh, sit there, you know, lie there with me. And then I'll meditate, uh, and I don't know what it had to do with any, cause I thought we were talking about my layers of bedding. Oh, but it gets cold. It can be cold cause she's all wrapped up in her blanket. So then sometimes, yeah, we'll have to put a shirt on or add a shirt. Like if I'm just wearing like a tank top or something, sometimes I got to put another shirt on cause it's so cold in my room already. Okay. Tell me about why it's so cold in your room. Well, it kind of depends on the podcast recording schedule. Great question, by the way, Elle. But yeah, if I'm getting ready for bed and I go downstairs for some reason to change my clothes or to do something, I'll open up my windows, ideally at about, I don't know, if my target uh, time to start reading is 9.45 p.m., which it is, uh, which means my bedtime routine had started at like 9.15, this is a work school night, or 9 p.m., like I'd be meditating by like nine fifteen to nine thirty or something. Um, I opened my windows at eight p.m. or they were open all day, but they definitely wouldn't be open because if I'm recording the podcast, the windows have to be closed because there's so much noise outside. Okay, so you open up your windows and you start cooling your room. Your room gets cold. It's cold enough that uh, you could be chilly. And then you get into your bed. You have your top sheets, and then what's next? What's next is a weighted comforter in a duvet, uh, and then another comforter, a regular comforter for the winter, uh, in a duvet. And then if it's really cold, I have another blanket, um, that's optional at the foot of my bed or falling off my bed, or I guess after the winter, I probably put it away. I don't remember. Okay. Really interesting stuff. Uh, so you have a weighted comforter, not a weighted blanket. Yeah, I discovered weighted, you know, people have been pitching me on weighted blankets and stuff like that. And a company sent me one and it was too small. And I said, you know, I tried it and I found some things appealing about it. But for me, like I do a lot of thrashing, tossing, turning, moving around and I couldn't keep something that's like the size of a twin bed on me. I sleep in a queen bed, by the way. And I kind of range, I don't range super wide. Well, I do. I range around there and I'll move around. So having a weighted comforter, which is 60, which is larger than 60 by 80, it's the same size as a queen size comforter or queen king. It's very big. 
And it is very, I mean, I can't recommend it enough because even in the spring or the summer, it brings some weight and coverage, but also less warmth than, than a traditional comforter. And then having a traditional comforter on top really keeps me warm and adds another layer of weight. And I really do find it comforting. Like I feel like, uh, I feel like one of the, um, what, what are those called? Like Brand's family, This like a Stark, I do. Like, I'm not even kidding, I say. I feel like that's what I say in my bed. Though I never remember their name at the times. And then they didn't have that much luck. They weren't doing a lot of sleep. Well, you know what I'm saying. But, uh, so I do say I feel like a Stark. Uh, okay. Like, like you're, you're covered in, in, in layers and layers of heavy things. Yeah, it's very nice. It's very nice. Now, the problem is, as you've observed, is the thrashing and the moving and the adjusting and uh, all those things. That can really discombobulate. I guess discombobulate is actually the accurate. My bedding is discombobulated by the time I get up. And it can really, even during the night, it can cause, usually we'll talk about the reset I do which I guess technically we call making the bed. But so, yeah, if I'm doing a lot of thrashing around, my bedding and my sheet and my comforters can get a... The nice thing about the duvet is it gives it some extra oomph and it makes it actually easier to redistribute them and keep them clean. But uh, it also, um, like, creates even more ways to, to discombobulate stuff. Okay, so tell me about the discombobulation. Do you make your bed... Okay, why well, don't so this is interesting because I'm a person, you know, recovering from uh, like like I, I I practice like uh, staying sober, and it's just like this traditional thing with like staying sober is like part of your morning routine is to make your bed, and I have not been able to follow that uh, or practice that principle. Now arrange my bed in a way. That's like I guess they say fake it till you make it. Like I fake make my bed which is not, um, but there's a couple reasons behind that. Okay, tell me about those. Well, one is um, that I use this thing to, like, uh, like now it's bro- one part of it's broken, and they don't work with the show anymore, so that's fine. But, like, um, like to keep my bed even cooler so that it's, like, cooling the bottom. Like, so uh, – even while I'm covered in these sheets, I have this thing that's cooling the bed underneath me. So you have a piece of technology that does the opposite of what your daughter's bed heater does, but it uses some water instead of cool air. Yeah, it uses water to keep my bed at about 50, like it says 58 degrees. I'd say it's probably not that low. And it used to be on both sides of the bed, and now only one side works. Um, and... Uh, but it, it, it's not like it also can lead, it like has, con, it can have condensation. So that's another reason if there's any condensation, I don't, I push all my bedding to the side when I wake up. Cause it is like I had a little, uh, like I sweated or something, you know, it's, but it's condensation cause it's cold. Uh, and so then I want that to air dry or, you know, I don't want to put bedding on it. Uh, obviously scooter. Thank you. That makes my job so much easier. Yeah, so then that won't be, but that doesn't actually, I've adjusted the temperatures. I think I've got the temperature and when it shuts off, so it does less of that. I have it shut off at a certain time, but then when it gets warmer, obviously that'll change. 
But, um, my, like, but the main reason I don't make the bed is because it's so discombobulated uh, that between the possibility of there being some sort of liquid condensation and then the effort that would go, like, I feel like it would distract from my daytime, my morning routine. And they say, you got, you know, making your bed is part of your morning routine. But I do have, like, lately I've been doing, so I read some stuff about, hey, like, uh, what what are some things, like, spiritual type readings uh, aligned with practicing my sobriety. And then I will... um uh, do some journaling in either a dream or stuff that's going on or morning pages. Uh, lately I've been doing two pages, not three. And you can see that Scoot starts as soon as he wakes up, uh, thinking about past, present and future. And then I will do some meditating and some quiet reflection and talk to my higher power and check in. I could do that out of my bed on the ground. And then, um, then I'll go about, then I do other morning routine stuff, you know, yoga, work, exercise. Uh, so you do that every day. Yeah, pr- yeah, pretty much. Not not even pretty much. Yeah, every day. Uh, I need it every day because I wake up every day as myself. Uh, okay, so, but you can't make your, you don't make your bed because of the condensation and the level of discombobulation. Yeah, so it takes a lot, not to interrupt you, I'm sorry, but I was just kind of trying to like, uh, is that okay? That's fine, because we do have to get to uh, one more thing before we. Okay, so um, so yeah, like what I'll do is uh, make my bed when before call and I meditate, or again during that period when I would change my sheets. Like we said at the beginning, if my daughter if my daughter's there and she's using the bathroom, that's when I'll make my bed for bedtime, because I have to take everything off my bed. Because it's so discombobulated, the sheet will be wrapped up like something somebody's using to like get a hold of uh, Rapunzel or something. It'll be all my top sheet will be knotted like I have some sort of escape plan, and then my um, my uh, weighted comforter will be either like redistributed inside the um, what do you call that thing? The duvet or the, you know, it's all made of beads and they're in, you know, they're spread in sections, but somehow I can still, um, I can break, you know, I can break time space of, uh, weighted comforters. So I have to redistribute that. And then the same thing goes for my other comforter. It'll be all bunched up or again, look like it was sent through like some sort of masher. And that's most nights. Uh, I don't know what's going on. Obviously, no, you know, like we said, not, nothing much, but uh, whatever's going on in my brain, there's a lot of activity going on, a lot of movement. Okay, so you remake your bed, but at bedtime. So it's part of your bedtime routine. Yeah, I mean, unless I'm really tired or I, like, skipped part of my bedtime routine or left it, and then that's setting myself up for failure. You're right. Uh, I'm glad you pointed that out because then I'll get in bed that's where making the bed in the morning actually is a good idea. Again, it's just that condensation thing for me and that I have a morning routine that's working because my bedtime routine is very similar. Foam, foam rolling uh, before or after the meditation, you know, to, to take some time to talk to my higher power. I'll do journaling or gratitude type stuff. And then I'll get in bed and read fiction. And, um, 
Yeah, sometimes I'll just cut, like if I'm rushed, I'll, you know, like uh, cut some of those out. Uh, and then if I get into my bed and it hasn't been, re- if it's still discombobulated, obviously it's going to impact me. Okay, so before we, uh, we do need to wrap up, Scooter, and I, you know, appreciate you bringing me on the show. Wow, it's been, this has been the quickest uh, hour of my life. Uh, well, Scooter, I want you to talk about um, the the light in your room, because I know it's very important to you, and I think it's something that isn't as appreciated as it could be. Yeah, so I have two sets of windows in my room, and even before the current circumstances that I live in, or where I lived before, I can't tell you how big a difference it is. So I have blinds that came with the apartment that are built in, right? Uh, and they're pretty good quality blinds. And I think there was curtain rods up, uh, but I have um, curtain rods. I think they're by Umbro or something that curve around. And then I do have blackout curtains and they curve around and now they don't hold all the light. I actually put something on top of the curtain so that no light comes in like going up towards the ceiling. And then I use gaffer tape on every LED I can find in my room. And then I have most of the lights set on a timer so that they all go off uh, at my bedtime or when I'm trying to fall asleep. And I mean, if my door was closed, my room would be like, even when I, I guess when I wake up, you know, I'm not seeing clearly anyway. And I have like a little, I got a little nightlight, uh, like a motion sensitive one because otherwise I was banging my shins too much. But yeah, I like my room very dark. And unfortunately, well, or fortunately, depending on where you look at it, it, like, uh, I live across the street from a few or across like, uh, from like some industrial activity. And for some reason they've invested in more and more. I'm surprised like, uh, like it's very disruptive. Like if I didn't have those lights, the light pollution, like my room would be very much like daylight uh, almost. Uh, there's so much light, like not that far outside of where I live. And then there's also noise and stuff like that. So, yeah, having those curtains and then covering the LEDs whenever possible. Like, I know that having a dark room positively impacts sleep from what I've read, but also from personal experience, but then also the personal experience of opening my curtains and my blinds as soon as I wake up of the window that's right next to my bed, which I guess is another key thing for me is being able to sleep by a window. I also have a fan going, and then I have uh, uh, the thing that cools my bed has a fan that makes noise, and then I also have uh, a like uh, a mechanical uh, like fan noise maker um, or a second, you know, another fan running, and I have my air doctor running. So you have a lot of white noise, uh, and then you have your window open. And then you can open it and let the sunlight in as soon as you were ready to get up. Uh, yeah, that's another thing that's just very important is to be exposed to sunlight, uh, from what I understand, but also just part of my routine now, as soon as I wake up. Uh, and then I do have to close my window sometime because I have an industrial thing. And every once in a while, they're cooking up something that... uh like it is definitely, so I have to close my window and then the air doctor, I kick the air doctor into high gear. 
So sometimes you have some pollution and always you do also live by a freeway. So, it, uh, yeah. Um, but having a dark room is also important for you. But also having maybe some sort of uh, inexpensive light. You got yours from Wise. Uh, and uh, that you can light the room when you get out of bed. You couldn't find it last night, though. Yeah, I had to like blindly go through the room, even though I don't think it was that dark. Because there's a couple changes that have gone on. So I still haven't got my room as dark as I want it, where I'm totally lost. So, yeah, we've learned a lot from you, Scooter. I, I appreciate it. This is like a very good episode about bedtime hygiene and bedding. And th- those are all, actually all the observations I made. So I'm very happy for you and your audience. And uh, I hope you uh, find a way to make your bed comfortable wherever you are and uh, make your bedtime routine comfortable. Uh, and maybe, you know, maybe I'm the scientist, uh, you know, you could be the scientist observing yourself, uh, setting yourself up for bedtime. Now, s- success is like not a perfection, right, Scooter? Right. It's just, it's a process base. I think I said that, right? It's like a process of saying, hey, is there any changes I can make? Uh, just like during the day, I need to be more process based about, is there any changes I can make to improve my life right now? Uh, and make the most of my life right now or my bedtime right now without doing anything that has to be grand or life-changing or life-altering. Just small changes of what have always worked for me, particularly just seeing where this went, uh, asking a scientist that lives in my bedding or whatever, uh, and going from there. And at least we, I mean, I thought this was like more factual base, interesting, but we had some whimsy during the intro. So I'm glad you came by. Thanks, everybody, and good night. I want to thank everybody who became a patron recently.